Welcome to Edge of the Nest, a podcast for those ready to spread their wings and experience the fullness of life's journey. Hi, we are Erica and Cassie, two souls on a shared mission to nudge ourselves and others by recognizing growth as a process that is ongoing, vulnerable, conscious, involves a community, and happens in tandem. So come on in and let's take the leap together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Edge of the Nest. You're joined by me, Erica, today while Cassie stands by in reflection with us. So in this Quick Thoughts episode, I'd like to address some relational tension that may exist between family and friends leading up to the holidays with the intention of bringing some fresh awareness and perspective to the matter. Now, I recognize that for many listeners, The holiday season is a time to look forward to, a time where we get to spend extra time with people that we care about celebrating wonderful things. And that is absolutely great. If those of you listening say, this is me, listen no further. However, if you're amongst the people who say, hmm, the holidays, I do look forward to parts of it, but you know, there are just some people, right? Then continue listening because today we're going to discuss two different relational tools or things to consider that may help ease some of the stress and tension around the holiday season. What I'm hoping to offer through today's quick thought is some new direction, some new ideas, some new ways of looking at how to relate through some tension. In order to do this, we need to look at the beliefs and the patterns that we have in place and then juxtapose those with some new ways of thinking and feeling and believing. So first may I say that my intention for this episode would be to help you, the listener, reestablish connection within relationships that have felt tense in the past or to establish some new boundaries so that you know clearly where you should lean in versus where you need to step back and say no thank you. So let's get started talking about the two tools which really come by way of two things to be aware of, right? New learning starts with new awareness. So chew on this for a moment. Number one, human beings process their lives through a subjective, not objective lens. This comes from the work of Terry Real, and his information will be linked in the show notes below. The theory goes that we human beings are dancing along in life and all of a sudden something rubs up against us and it creates a wound within us. The wound within us stings. So we create a little bit of an emotional band-aid around this or an adaptation around this. And sometimes these adaptations keep us stuck. They keep us adapting, but in a protective way, in a survival sort of a way. And that inhibits us from moving forward into our wisest part uh, where we have all of our resources and perspective online. So Noteworthy is the fact that most of us human beings are walking around most of the time reacting from these adaptations we have to our wounds. 
And this also creates more of a subjective reality because we're seeing things through a bit of a lens that leaves out some information. So noteworthy is when you are engaging with someone else, step back for a moment and just name. I am processing through my subjective lens. They are processing through their subjective lens, not an objective one where we all hold the same information to be true. Why is this important? Well, it allows us to see a few of the trees, but perhaps not the whole forest. And the other thing is that most of us lack the awareness that this is even happening. And so our reality or their reality feels so real to them that we're willing to then go into the next adaptation, which is to fight to be right right? And so then what that leads to is a game of one up or one down, where we then are going to do anything to make the other person know that we're right and they're wrong. Or to feel so wrong that we back out of the engagement, or that we feel so wronged by someone else that we're rubbing up against things. And here we go, disconnected yet again. So let me give you an example. Here's how I might see things through a subjective lens. I might say the holidays are coming and gosh, I can't count on Aunt Joni to cook things for us because we're gluten-free and she just is always trying to sabotage that. She knows we're gluten-free and she still tries to make that pecan roll for Christmas morning and she knows that we're not supposed to have that and she's not honoring all of our dietary restrictions. Well, there is my subjective reality. I believe that Aunt Joni is trying to sabotage us because she knows better and she's not doing that. So let's pause for a minute. Through this subjective lens, what am I believing to be true? Well, I'm questioning her understanding of whether or not she gets what my experience is. I mean, in fact, maybe does she have the understanding about gluten-free and why one would want to be gluten-free? Hmm. And have I asked her not to do this before? So if I have, then why isn't she listening? And if I haven't asked, well, then why haven't I asked? And is it fair for me to expect her to make a change on my behalf? And what do I make it mean when she doesn't automatically adapt to my expectations? So all of a sudden, I have all of these storylines going. And perhaps so does she. Gosh, they're so picky. Why can't they just go with the flow? It's the holidays. Why can't they just enjoy eating whatever's on the table? We're all together. It's not going to kill you. So if this sounds familiar to you and you're noticing that perhaps you get stuck in this subjective reality trap, then here's the tool. Number one, build awareness. Just recognize that this is happening. Recognize that this is what's, what's going on. We're filtering life through one perspective, one very narrow perspective. So If we want to move up and out of this very narrow perspective, we're building awareness that it's even happening so that we can move into engaging from a calm place where we can begin to share 
what we want and need from the first person rather than looking and labeling other people as the wrongdoers. And it might sound something like, hey, I know we're getting together again on whatever date and we'd really appreciate X, Y, or Z. Or I really feel strongly that we need to keep to our diet plan Uh, too much gluten just doesn't serve us well. So I feel best if I bring X so that I know that our family has something to choose from. So there's the real work is taking ownership. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But I want to address what happens on the other side. If you feel like you're standing in a place where you're aware that you're processing through subjective reality and someone else's opinion or perspective runs counter to yours and their feathers get ruffled, all we need to do is fall back on the awareness of subjective reality. We can name and not entangle in somebody else's perspective. So if someone says, gosh, I don't know why you always need to make such a big deal out of this, instead of re-engaging to go, well, I'm going to help you understand, or I'm going to teach you how, we just say, okay, I understand that it doesn't make sense to you, or you're not in agreement with this, but this is what I feel I need, or this is what I feel is best for our family. And you just leave it. We don't have to fight to be right. This leads us into our second tool to ease some of the stress and tension around the holidays, and that is to really show up through personal responsibility. And what this really reflects is knowing what we have control over versus what we don't have control over. And this teaching really was infused into my psyche through my mentor, Karen A. Bowen. And again, I will attach her information in the show notes below. And it goes something like this. Personal responsibility means that I'm showing up very intentionally aware that I am responsible for my thoughts, my feelings, my words, and my deeds. But I am not responsible for your thoughts, your feelings, your words, or your deeds. You are responsible for those. And when I approach interactions from that perspective, it really helps define my lane compared to somebody else's lane. It allows me to say, leave it for things that don't have to do with me. It allows me to bring the focus back into the first person so that when someone is having their experience, I can bring the experience back through my lens I can name that they're having a subjective reality. I can name that I'm having my subjective reality. I can then put it through the filter of what are my thoughts about this? What are my feelings about this? What words do I want to choose to go along with this? And how do I want to act? What steps do I want to take? So again, drawing from the same example, it would then mean that I get to evaluate my thoughts about the fact that Aunt Joni is going to make these non-compliant delicious pecan rolls for Christmas morning. And I get to make it mean whatever I want. I could create a whole drama or storyline around how unhealthy or how inconsiderate it is. 
Or I could just have a thought that's very neutral that says, Aunt Joni is making her pecan rolls she makes every year. My thought doesn't have to have a lot of emotional weight around it. It could just be what it is. Then I get to choose my feelings about it. I could either feel like my feathers are ruffled about it, I could be overjoyed about it, or I could just say, huh, she's making pecan rolls, okay. I don't have to have a big feeling about it. I then choose my words about it. If I'm being responsible for myself and only myself, the bottom line is, I don't want to eat the pecan rolls that have gluten in them, so don't. I don't have to then go forward and teach Aunt Auntie Joni a lesson and tell her how bad gluten is for you or whatever the case may be. I could just say, oh, it's lovely. You like to make these every year and you've made them. It could be totally neutral or, hey, no, thank you. I don't want a pecan roll. They look delicious, but I know I'll pay for it later. So I'm going to pass on this one. Thanks so much. And then finally, I'm choosing my action. I'm choosing my deed. If I want to say no and have a boundary, then I get to say no and have a boundary, but I don't need to make my boundary Aunt Joni's problem. She's allowed to make the karma rolls or the pecan rolls. I don't have to choose to eat them. And I also don't have to choose to pick a battle. I don't have to choose to teach a lesson. I don't have to choose to be the right one and she's the wrong one. It just is how it is. And I take responsibility for myself and leave the other people to take responsibility for them. So the big walk away from this Quick Thoughts episode is be intentional with your awareness that everybody's looking at life through their own side of a box and we're all seeing our own things. And the only piece of this that we have control over is how we want to show up, either entangled and enmeshed in this one up, one down drama that creates more disconnect, or we can show up from a place that says, we all have our unique perspectives and I am only responsible for what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And I leave everybody else to be responsible for theirs. And that way I avoid many more enmeshed entanglements. So I hope that these tools come in handy. If nothing else, be aware that creating awareness doesn't always lead directly to the results that we want. And I'm saying this with a smile because so many times when I fall into new awareness, I want the quick result. But the quick result is an illusion sometimes and it comes with a lot of practice. So if you find that you're getting enraged, entangled, upset, just fall back into awareness of these two truths. We're processing life through subjective reality and so are they. I'm responsible for myself and they're responsible for themselves. And we rinse and we repeat until it becomes a little bit more automatic and defined. Good luck this holiday season, and I do hope you enjoy.